I was being strangled and choked. And just before I took my last breath, they took their hand off of my throat and I was able to breathe and get some air inside my body. Had they not done that in that moment, I wouldn't be sitting here today. So they wanted to know um, and asked me a question in such a way that what did I really get from that? And it was a lengthy discussion, but I remember going, really in the end, what I believe that I learned was that my life is worthy to live. Hello, my friend. Welcome back. If you are new here, I'm Joyan Chan, your host of the podcast, Find Joy with Joyan. Thank you for joining us every week for the most authentic, courageous, and powerful connections with a lot of fun. Thank you for showing up for yourself today to continue to learn and grow, to live a life with joy, passion, purpose, and success in your own style on your own terms. And we are delighted to bring you today's guest, who is known as the Mind Whisperer. She has over 12 years of experience as an international healer. She combines her past knowledge, wisdom, and experience to assist you in creating and restoring a life of happiness, prosperity, and love. As a former financial advisor, her book, Financially Fit, is a number one international bestseller, bringing together the world of money and the energy body and the soul's essence. She also travels as a professional speaker, sharing her techniques during interactive workshops and maintains an international private practice. She has shared the stage with Lisa Nichols, Dr. Joe Whitley, Sharon Lichter, and Kevin Harrington. Her personal heart-centered healing philosophy is to create a world that is a better place for all to live. And she is here today to empower you to live the life you love and love the life you live. So guys, help me in welcoming the My Whisperer, Donna Campbell. Hey, welcome to the show. I'm so glad and happy that you are here today with us. And thank you so much for having me here. It's a pleasure. And I'm so super excited to be sharing with everybody today. Me too. I'm so excited. I'm sure my listeners are, you know, super excited as well. So, you know, what you do is, is so beautiful. And I really want to thank you first and foremost for healing the world and making the world a better place. For all of us to leave. Uh, so I want to start off with a, a beautiful quote, actually, that is, uh, that is on your website. Uh-huh. So it says, the universal love force energy is all things. This energy is the healer yes. and love is the energy that heals. And the heart is where we discover it. You know, um, yes. so for me yes. and my listeners, who are, for people who are listening to this right now, yes, we, we heard about you know, energy, we heard about energy healing, but... Mm-hmm. To me personally, you know, I, I kind of understand it, but not really. So can mm-hmm. you just talk to us about, you know, um, what is energy healing and, you know, what brought you into writing this quote and what does it actually mean to you? 
Yes. So energy, energy is all things. And Nikola Tesla, I think, said it best. If He said, if you want to know the secrets of the universe, think in terms of energy, vibration, and frequency. So vibration and frequency is what makes up energy. And when you think about it also with Albert Einstein, he wrote a letter to his daughter talking about the universal force of love, which is a pure energy that infiltrates everything. It's in everything, so it's omnipresent, and it's in it's the most powerful energy vibration, so it's omnipotent as well. And so that is in all things, all nature, all environments, all people, all animals, and it's a pure raw form of energy that is healing. And he said that 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 force is love. It's a pure love energy. And it's before it forms anything else in the world. So when you look at it from that viewpoint, it has the actual natural healing ability for everything. And there's also, um, if, if I want to look at this here, uh, sulfagal frequencies. And if you wanted to know the actual frequency of this energy, it's 528 which is, um, it repairs all DNA and it's a miracle healing tone. So there's an actual sound that goes with it that emulates a light energy. It's a pure green color. So there's a lot that goes into that for what energy is. Awesome. Now I know why your colors are in green, because for that reason. Love it. Okay, so is is love the highest form of energy? And... And actually, I watched another video of yours that talks about, you know, the title of the video is Create It mm-hmm. Now. So, and in the video, you actually mentioned about aligning our brain wave to our heart frequency, which is just mm-hmm. mentioned, the 5.28 yes. of unconditional love. And so what are we actually creating? Once is you know, how do we get our brain and heart aligned first? That's what I really want to know. Right. Um. So with healing, is love the highest frequency? Love is the highest frequency for healing. Are there other frequencies that are higher? Yes. There's a book called Power Versus Force by Dr. David Hawkins that measured that. So joy and happiness and enlightenment are higher frequencies, but they also all tie to the chakra system. So what's important to know is, is that the bottom three chakras the energy centers in every person are related to the earth plane. The top three chakras, the the third eye and the crown, relate to our spiritual plane. And the heart in the center is the bridge. And each one of them has a color associated with it. So the color is green, naturally, which is for healing, which is also the same with the frequency of 528 for where all the healing takes place. The heart-mind coherence, we have our thoughts. Our thoughts have an energy form to them. So our subconscious records everything from the moment we're born to the day we exit this earth as a literal event. And then as a literal event, it creates our thought forms. And then it assigns feelings and emotions to those thought forms. And those feelings and emotions come from the heart space. Now, the heart space is the bridge that you have to cross to bring in manifest into the physical world from the spiritual world or vice versa, that you have to cross. And so what I do is I help people align 
the feelings in the heart space in, that got stuck in the subconscious to what you're thinking to get results 100% of the time. So our awareness level is only about 10% of the feelings and emotions that got associated with the subconscious event. We know this because scientists measured Albert Einstein's brain and his awareness level was around 10%. So the other 90% were just unaware of the feelings and emotions. So what happens with people is, is that we hold a thought, which is part of the law of attraction. Your thoughts create your reality. I want to be more rich. I want to be more abundant. I want to have more prosperity. So that's the thought, the 10% reality that they wants to be created. The 90%, that feeling and emotion, most of the time is not in alignment. You might ask for richness and abundance, but you're going to, a lot of people feel a lack energy, a less than energy. Well, the universe is going to return that back to you, that less than lack energy, not the abundance until this comes in alignment, the heart space, which we have to cross to bring what we want into the physical world with our thought process to have that coherence. Thank you for that. That was mind blowing uh, because recently I started learning about law of attraction as well and I started doing you know manifestation. So um, I'm really excited to learn more about that as well. So you know uh, one of the favorite one of my favorite ideas that you just talked about is that you know um, I remember our first conversation to talk about changing our internal world if we want to change our you know external outcome for example. And you just mentioned that, you know, if our heart, our emotions, our feelings are not aligned with our, you know, with what we think, right, with our thought, what we want, and we are not going to get what we want because that is not how law of objection works. So why is that important? You know, for example, like, like you just mentioned, okay, I keep saying I, I want to have more money. I want to have more abundance in my life. But if I feel, you know, like I just want to talk about money, although I really want money. But at the same time, you know, oh, I have all this fear around money. So like, which one would win? Does the mind win or does the heart win? Like, how do we right. get over Yeah, <laughs> Where the feelings and emotions come from the heart space. So that fear is coming from the heart space. If I asked you, where do you feel that fear at? You're not going to usually tell me your head. You're going to tell me somewhere in your heart, your chest, or maybe even in the stomach solar plexus area. So that tells me that it's an emotion. So the law of attraction goes with our thoughts. Thoughts create your reality. The feeling side of it is what propels that thought forward to bring back to you what you're asking for. And that uses the law of magnetism. So the law of attraction is propelled by the law of magnetism. And the center for us in our bodies is the heart space. And it creates a vortex around us magnetically attracting back to us the feelings that we are having, not necessarily the thought we want to bring into existence. So if you're asking constantly for more money, but you feel fear, there's a misalignment. Now fear, there's a couple of different types of fear, but with fear, it's saying, oh, there's an absence of love here. So we go into a fearful state. That's one perspective. But the opposite side of the coin is to say, oh, well, I have fear, but it's designed to awaken me to the love. So what is needed for me to have love so this fear goes away? And that's the opposite side of it. So used properly, we can transform that fear into love or a higher form energy such as happiness, um, joy, maybe it might be peace. 
And then that comes more in alignment with what we're thinking. Oh, bring me more money. And when that happens, you get results a hundred percent of the time because your entire energy body is in alignment. So if let's say if it's not aligned, does it mean we will never get what we want? Or yes, we will still get it eventually, just that it will take a little longer or the journey might be a little harder or not at all. Mm-hmm. Right. Or all of the above, or you might receive it in the form that you didn't expect. So there's a lot of ways because what's happening is we're electromagnetic beings. So energy is running up and down our body and through our chakras, those energy centers, it's moving in and out, which creates our aura or our energy field. And that is what's happening to magnetically attract back to you the experiences, but it's all based on how you feel in the moment. Now, if you're not recognizing how you feel in the moment, you don't know if you're sending out the frequency of frustration or you're sending out the frequency of, say, pride. You're just sending out frequency. The universe, the people, the environment is reading the frequency and sending back the signal that you're sending out. So unless you shift and change that signal, you're not going to be in alignment with your thought and your feeling. So if you're sending out the energy of frustration, but you're asking for more money, well, that feeling is 90%. It's stronger than the thought of the 10% of bring more money. So you're going to attract frustration to you, not the more money. So when we shift that frustration to what is needed for the person to send out the right energy signal in that 90%, It might be accomplishment or a sense of pride or that happiness. And when that changes, then 90% of the time, you're going to send out that signal and attract that back to you. And then when you think, I want more abundance, the next thing you know, you have 10 new clients or 20 more students for a class or somebody, you know, gives you a check or pays a debt or, 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 or it just shows up. But we don't make that correlation that our energy field shifted in that moment to bring back the result. All right. So I know this is, of course, what you help your clients with. So how do we, if you can just provide us, you know, a tip on how do we shift our frequency from, let's say, fear Mm -hmm. into love or into joy or happiness? Mm -hmm. How do we shift? For example, you know, since we are talking about more abundance, how do we shift from a scarcity mindset to an abundance mindset? Like if you could just Uh have one tip for that. (laughs) Yes. Um, One of the exercises that I do, these exercises are designed to put you into a meditation, but you do and focus the exercise meditation just happens. My favorite one for something like this, we're, we're doing it on a conscious level. So we're not reprogramming the subconscious um, in a deep way, but it's something that you can do that does work to shift the physiological part of the body to send a different frequency. And my favorite one for this is a breathing exercise that I was taught. Every time we breathe in, we're breathing in oxygen, all the good things that the body needs. And when we're breathing out, we're breathing out all the things, the carbon dioxide, the toxins, are things our body doesn't need. So set a timer on your phone for three, five, 10, 15 minutes. And when you breathe in, just close your eyes. You breathe in, but you think the word abundance because those are the things we do want. And when you breathe out, you're breathing out and thinking the word scarcity, the toxin we don't want. So you breathe in, abundance, breathe out, 
scarcity. Abundance, scarcity. And after a period of time, just focusing on those two words, breathing in abundance, breathing out scarcity, and that's why I say set the timer on the phone, it'll go off. Eventually, those two words will just sort of disappear and you sit there suspended, breathing in and breathing out, and it's working automatically for you. And when you're done, you'll realize you would have shifted your frequency in your body from a scarcity feeling mindset to feelings of abundance. You're going to have more focus. You're going to have more clarity. And then you can go back to your task at hand and it's going to happen even faster than what it was if you would have sat in the scarcity mindset trying to do your work and your task versus the abundance mindset doing your work and task. And it just has a smoother flow to it effortlessly. And um, that's something that you can do throughout the day, every day, um, a couple of times. And you can choose different words. It could be kindness and bitterness. So you always breathe in a positive word and always breathe out a not positive or a, a negative word. Thank you. Thank you for that. Uh, I, I should be, be doing it every single day just to see the results. Um, and uh, I will share with you. So, you know, I know as a healer, you know, just out of curiosity, do you still have any negative thought or emotions <laughs> for yourself? Like, because we are still humans. Uh, so if let's say you experience an emotion, you know, a negative emotion, for example, a lower vibration uh, thought, um, or do you still get triggered by someone or something in the external world? And when you do, like, how do you come back to yourself? Basically, that's, yeah. So you're absolutely right. Um, I am human. So yes, I do have the wide a range of emotions. But what has happened for me over the last 12, 15 years is I've been so in tune to how I feel at different times. I'm always checking in and assessing my feeling state. And then I work through them just like I would work on a client, just like I teach in the group courses on myself in the same way. And so I used to have an energy of anger. And because I grew up in a very angry household, my first marriage was very angry. But after working through a lot of that, very rarely anymore am I angry. If anger does surface, I realize that it's something about the situation needs to change. And I can stop what I'm doing and I take a few minutes. I either do the breathing exercise or I start uncovering where the anger came from until it's totally disappeared again. Um, I go through the same things. Um, my last one for the last couple of months have been on stress. And it's like, I've caught myself like 20 times. Okay. Why do I have stress? Where is this coming from? And I, you know, I feel it. And then I go back to an originating event and my mind starts working through it until I can change that. What's really interesting about feelings and emotions though, is, is it coordinates and ties into what brainwave pattern and frequency we are engaging in, in the moment. And for me, if I know, because I know how to shift and change that, I can start shifting and changing my brainwave frequency. And when that happens, then, um, the emotion, the, the not so good feelings, the angers, the stress, the worries, the concerns, all of those leave because they don't happen in a meditative state. Right. So because you are a thought form, you know, energy healer, yes. and you yes. mentioned that you just now you mentioned that, you know, uh, 
you have a, an emotion of anger, stress, frustration, anxiety, right? And then you go back to asking mm-hmm. yourself, why am I having this feeling, right? What is the reason? Why is the root cause behind it? Like we have to go all the way back to the root cause of that. So, you know, and that, that original, you know, thought is actually stored in the subconscious mind as you just uh, talked about yeah. it earlier as well. And we all know that, you know, subconscious mm-hmm. mind is what, like how we live our life, right? How we show up and, and, and do the things that we do. Mm-hmm. And my question is simple. You know, how do we, because we are basically not aware of that. We are mm-hmm. simply not aware of our subconscious mind. Right. How do we become aware of that? You know, how do we tap into our subconscious mind? Mm-hmm. So there's a couple of different things. Um, thought form energy is a type of energy. And I just added the word healing with it because what we're doing is we are healing not just the thought, but the energy underneath the thought. And when you shift and change yourself in vibrations, then the thoughts that you have will change. So instead of saying, you know, I don't like this, you're going to find yourself saying, I do like this. And that's going to shift and change because the energy underneath it is going to support a different thought form because I don't like this can be an energy of anger or an energy of hate. But when that's changed to um, happiness or prosperity, then you start saying about the things you do like because happiness and prosperity is not going to uh, facilitate and honoring the I don't like with that. So how do you access the subconscious? For me, it is the way to ask a question. Because your subconscious does record everything as a literal event from the time that you are born to the day that you exist this earth, the events, all the information is within your own mind. And then it's always assigning those feelings and emotions. So when you ask yourself, well, I want to be more abundant. Well, what does it feel like not being more abundant today? And then you're going to tell me something like, well, I am really stressed and worried and I have frustration. All right. Where is the the stress, the worry, and the frustration located at in the body? And you're going to tell me a location. And that is an access point because it's going to trigger the mind in a different way. What happens then is, okay, um, you feel it in the heart space. Well, here's the key. When was the first time you remember feeling the stress, worry, frustration in the heart space? And how old were you really? And most of the time, it's going to go back to your childhood somewhere between the age of zero and nine, because that's where we learn and that's where our patterns start and develop from. And you're going to recall an event. Oh, it was this event where my parents got divorced, the more got divided up, and uh, we didn't have the extra. And then you can uncover what it was that you needed um, at the time, ask yourself various different questions, but the way to access that now, if I would have asked you, well, why do you have stress, worry, and frustration? You're going to tell me, I don't know. Or I'm going to ask you, when was the first time you had stress? You're going to go, I don't know. I was taking an exam or something, but we want to get back to the originating thought because what that's what mind whispering is all about is you start with the initial thought to find the thought under the thought under the thought under the thought to the original thought. Well, if I just ask you what those are, it's going to take a long time. But if we can pinpoint it through the body, the body provides an access point because it has cellular memory 
to what those events are. And it instantly brings up a scenario every time. So we use the physical components to get to the subconscious. Well, when was the first time you felt this feeling here in this part? And it will always go back and it will bring up the subconscious memory every time in that way. Is it because our our body actually remembers, you know, that feeling? Mm-hmm. I think I kind of heard it somewhere else before. Like, uh, yeah, because our body remembers it, even though we are trying to suppress it, you know, we put mm-hmm. it at the back of my mind, but our body never forget it, how we felt mm-hmm. in that moment. Right. Okay. So this is why it's important to locate it, right? Mm-hmm. The, the feeling of it. And it helps people focus the question to understand, to gain clarity. Because if we just randomly ask, well, when was the first time you were ever angry? You're, you kind of go like, I don't know. But when was the first time you were ever angry and you felt it in your stomach? You're going to go, oh, this event happened. So um, so it's that cellular memory of it because it, the cells remember it holds on to, those cells replicate. And until that anger is released, the cells replicate and create a toxic environment in the body. But when we shift and change it vibrationally, to what it was you needed. Maybe you needed understanding. Maybe you needed nurturing. Well, the anger can shift and change to that. The cellular structure gets recoded and then those new cells replicate and then you get a new body that gets created as well because the toxin of anger left the body and then the new higher frequencies came in that's going to promote optimal health. Okay, so so the way we heal ourselves is by sending us our self uh, love and understanding and uh, appreciation that we might not have gotten it, you know, when that happened, you know, that event happened, that was hurtful. Um, okay, I was just trying to process, you know, what you just said. But you'll always have new awareness from time to time as well. So yes, you can give yourself self-love, self-appreciation, self-awareness, Um, but there's also times with events that happen that you realize you were learning something a little bit deeper, maybe something on a soul level. And I was asked earlier today in an interview, what I learned from a particular situation. And the situation was I was, I had a spiritual partner and, um, they became domestically violent and abusive towards me. And during the second altercation, I was being strangled and choked. And just before I took my last breath, they took their hand off of my throat and I was able to breathe and get some air inside my body. Had they not done that in that moment, I wouldn't be sitting here today. So they wanted to know um, and asked me a question in such a way that what did I really get from that? And it was a lengthy discussion, but I remember going, really in the end, what I believe that I learned was that my life is worthy to live because that was the outcome. That person's no longer here who did that. Uh, They crossed over from brain cancer. I had understanding. I had compassion. It did not validate what they did to me, but I saw it from a different perspective. And it was earlier today that I went, my life is worthy to live. And I'm like, this is such a profound moment for me. So even though it was something that I've worked on, I think I really got to the heart of the issue of why those events happened. So sometimes things come off in layers and it comes off in pieces. But how cool would that be to talk to people and share this message and tell them, 
You are here so your life is worthy to live. What a message. What a message. Yeah. Oh, that was beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. And yeah, now I also want to talk about uh, your journey as well. So um, my question is slightly different. So, you know, because you were actually a professional financial advisor working in the corporate for like mm-hmm. 10 or I don't know how many years, right? If I'm not wrong, mm-hmm. before you actually went on this journey of healing and uh, meditation and do what you do now. So I'm really curious, you know, I am just curious. I'm sure my listeners would love to know as well. If you could just bring us back, you know, what what actually happened and what made you decide to leave the corporate mm-hmm. and, you know, went on this journey that eventually let you, let you down the path of mm-hmm. starting your own company and becoming an energy healer? Yes. I was a financial advisor and a managing principal for an investment firm. And I was in that career for a decade, 10 years. And I was responsible for $500 million of other people's money. And so that broke down my health and just the stress, the worry, um, it was just constant. And I didn't realize this, but the corporate world, or at least where I was at, it was somewhat of an angry environment. So I went through Western medicine for two years to uncover what was wrong with me and doctors weren't able to figure anything out. And then I turned to natural healing and I started reading and started researching And I uncovered that I wasn't able to digest food. Well, that also meant that as an energy and a vibration, there was something in my life that I wasn't able to digest. What surfaced three months after that as I was regaining my health was the infidelity of my marriage. And looking back, I saw the amount of anger that I had. And without knowing what the circumstances were because they were hidden to me or I couldn't see them. And I was trying to release excess weight from having a second child and I was going to the gym and working out and doing all of these things and nothing worked. And then after I decided that I did not want to be in the marriage anymore because it violated my ethics, then I he left and I was happy and I quit going to the gym and I ate whatever I wanted. And if that meant a pan of brownies at dinner, I did. Well, in three months, 40 pounds came off of my body. So I knew that there was a connection. So I took a year off from the financial services world and I moved to an ashram, which was a spiritual living, a spiritual living community and started studying brainwave patterns and science and physics and meditation and, you know, all different forms of healing. And it was during that time where I was with the spiritual partner, we left after a year And um, I started studying with a medicine woman, but at the time I needed to be employed and I couldn't find a job anywhere in the financial services world because it was during the global recession and nobody was hiring. So here I am as a single parent with two small children and unemployable. I was financially devastated and I had to get back onto my feet. And because of that situation, with uh, the domestic violence, I remember saying a prayer to spirit, to energy, to creator, to source, to whatever name you have for it, that if I and my children were kept safe, I would dedicate my life to this healing practice. And that's exactly what happened. And I went back to where I started from a different city and I went, well, I'm here, I'm safe. I guess I better fulfill my promise. And since then, it's been 12 years now, I have an international practice sharing these truths 
I was my own first client. I went through what you call your own dark night of the soul because all of those things I mentioned happened within a four to a five-year time period. And those are the exact three things I find internationally that people want assistance with, either with their health, with their wealth, or their relationships, because everybody deserves a prosperous life of happiness and love. That's a beautiful story. Thank you so much for sharing that. Um, so what is your definition of of happiness? You know, do you think happiness comes from having more on the outside, you know, more love, more abundance, more money, just more stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Bigger house, bigger car, higher positions. But mm-hmm. we, we also know that there are people who seem to have it all. They're living a perfect life, but, but they are not happy. And there are also people who are not happy because they don't mm-hmm. have all these things that they thought, you know, um, having more, getting what they want will make them happy. But when they get there, they realize, oh, actually, this is not what I want. You know, it doesn't make me happy, right? So what do you think? Okay, so the question is, you know, what is your definition of happiness? And why do you think, mm-hmm. you know, what is the root cause again, coming back to the root cause of this problem? You know, the unhappiness that we see in so many people's life. Mm-hmm. today. So I would love to know your thought on this. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe that happiness comes from the inside and what brings one person happiness might be different than another person. How much money or how little money somebody has does not carry over to happiness. I know people who are multimillionaires, billionaires, and they're just not happy, but that's because they haven't discovered what brings them happiness on the inside. I do know people that are incredibly, um, people would put them in the poor category, but because of their belief system, they're incredibly happy because they found that when they had a lot of stuff, they weren't happy. And then there's all the people that have things and have money and they're happy. And, and so there's all different scenarios there. So one of the things that I have people do is keep a happiness journal because I had an employer several years ago that walked around everywhere that said, um, are you happy? Are you happy? And I would sit there, start quantifying my happiness. Well, I'm like, you know, 47% happy today. So how come I'm not hundred percent happy? Or I was happy yesterday, but I'm not happy today. So I've started focusing on my unhappiness of why I wasn't happy. And I changed that around by that happiness journal. And I started writing down all the times that I was happy. And I would do this at the end of every day. What brought me happiness for the day? So it started directing my focus on what brought me happiness instead of the unhappiness. And then I understood what brought me happiness on the inside. And then my outside world reflected that. One of my mentors gave me a quote that I shared and she said, what you focus on will grow. So if you're focusing on unhappiness, you're going to grow unhappiness. But if you are focusing on happiness, you're going to grow that happiness. And that's exactly what the happiness journal does. It focuses you on what brings you happiness. And it might be completely different than what brings another person happiness. And that's okay. Yeah. It's fascinating because you know people talk about gratitude journal all the time, right? Uh, and I remember, and this is a funny story. Uh, I remember when I was years back then, I wasn't happy at all. I was just pretty sad and depressed, young woman. And um, 
so I, I was like, you know, I need to be happy again. You know, I was searching for happiness, basically. So I, I read all this stuff and people talk about, oh, just keep a journal every morning, write down 10 things that you are grateful for. Mm-hmm. And I did that. So I did that and I struggled. Mm-hmm. To be honest, I struggled. I couldn't think of anything I was grateful for. I was like miserable. And uh, even though I was trying, I, I came out, you know, I managed to come up with like 10 things, but mm-hmm. it was, was I really grateful for those things? No, I'm not sure. So um, it didn't work well for me, but I realized that actually it kind of worked because when you, like what you said, you know, what you focus on will grow. If you focus on finding those things, right, even though you really think you have nothing to be grateful for, but if you really just focus on mm-hmm. looking for one thing that you are really, you know, grateful for, you will find that eventually. So yeah, happiness journal, why not? Um, all right. So, um, I'm so, so grateful that you're here today. I can talk to you for hours. Um, there has been such a wonderful connection. So I, we are going to end with our final mm-hmm. five rapid fire questions. So these are uh, five questions that I ask all my guests at the end of every show. So every question has to be answered in one word or one sentence maximum. All right. Okay. Are you ready? Yes. Okay. So the first question is, can you describe yourself in three words? Mm. Describe myself in three words. Um, I'm going to say peacefulness, balance, and heart-centered love. Oh, beautiful. It's so beautiful. Okay, second question. This is my favorite one. Uh, if you could live your life all over again, what would you do differently? I would live my life exactly the same because it was all of those events that got me to where I'm at today for us to have this conversation. And if I changed something, I wouldn't be here. Yes, that is so true, right? Many of my guests actually said the same thing, you know, they would do nothing to change because if not for that, they wouldn't be here today. So thank you so much. Okay, the next question is, what is something you're trying to learn or curious about right now? Oh my goodness, lots of things. How to instantly create in the physical world would be one of them. Um, We can create through emotions and feelings, but to actually bring into a physical object, I think hands down, that would be a lot of fun. Um, It's going to take a lot of practice to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) A lot of things in this world. Yeah. Yeah, because the universe is uh, limitless, right? There are so many things Mm -hmm. to learn, all right? Okay, now the fourth question is, if you have five minutes and the whole world was listening to you, what would you say? That you are worth it, that you are enough, that you are loved, valued, and appreciated. And really, it's about the true power of love and the power of true love because your life is here and you are worthy to live it in the best way possible for you. Wow, wow. Such a beautiful piece of message. Thank you. All right, the last question is, what brings you joy? When I see other people who have gone through the process living the life of their dreams, when they didn't think or believe or know that they could do it, and then they do because they overcame their obstacle, such as cancer, and they're currently still cancer-free, and they're doing all the things they never thought, That brings me the greatest joy because I get to watch them uh, through various forms like social media and 
that that's pure heaven for me. Yeah, which is why you do what you do, right? And exactly. because this is your true purpose and you are super passionate about it. Yeah. Oh, just one, one, one quick question. So you mentioned about cancer-free and all that. Uh-huh. Does energy healing, uh, you know, can we use energy healing to heal our physical illnesses, you know, physical body, yeah. or is just only yeah. the emotional? No, it's physical, emotional, mental, spiritual, financial. Um, on a physical level, uh, the disease will resonate with a certain frequency and vibration. And you attract that into you because you match it. When you shift and change your own vibration and frequency to something different, you no longer become a match for that physical level dis-ease. So it has no choice but to leave the body. So anything created can be discreated and created differently. So yes, you don't have to vibrationally match diabetes or cancer or... Um, adrenal fatigue or anything like that. Uh, when the vibration shifts and changes, you can create optimal health in the body. That is amazing. That's why I have seen stories of people, you know, even though they are diagnosed with, you know, last stage cancer and they're still able to heal themselves and and, and live their life. Um, yeah, there's a miracle. Yeah, but I, I think it's yes. not a miracle now after hearing what you said. It's actually science and, you know, mm-hmm. physics, right? Yeah. Absolutely. Yes. Love it. Right. Thank you so much for taking the time and sharing with us. So I'm sure a lot of people want to get to know you more. So where can people find you? The easiest way is to go to the website at DonnaCampbell.com. Or you can also follow me on Instagram or Facebook. And on there, you can direct message me and I can answer. Yeah, sure. All right. I will be dropping uh, I will be dropping your links, all the links in the show notes as well. All right, guys. I hope you love this episode. Go follow Donna. Go to her website. You know, check out her book. Yeah, we haven't talked about the book. Oh, my God. Check out her new book, The Financially on her website listen to her meditations on youtube and you know all the amazing things that she is doing you know i will always leave you the same way as i leave you with every other episode show up the world needs you and you need you thanks for listening and i wish you all a joyful and amazing day ahead Hey guys, I hope you love this episode. If you love this episode, take a screenshot of this and share it on your IG stories and tell me what is your biggest takeaway. Remember to tag me at findjoywithjoyan underscore podcast so that we can connect with you. And if you'd like to support me personally and support my mission, then please help us rate and review the podcast at Apple Podcast because I read all of them. And until next time, my friend, show up. The world needs you and you need you. You need the best version of yourself every single day. So always strive to be the best you can be in this present moment. Again, thanks for listening. And I will soon be back with another guest in the next episode.